Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Talks, uh, the Oxford Center Talks podcast. I'm Andrew Kissner, your host, and today I have Margaret Clegg mm -hmm. from Michigan Gluten-Free Gal. Um, she has an amazing, large following uh, in, in the state, probably outside of the state. Um, as our guest, we're going to talk pretty much everything gluten-free. Um, a couple of other things. One, we did reach 7,000 subscribers on YouTube, uh, and our other platforms are going great. Awesome. You know, they're, they're growing uh, at a much more rapid rate than what I thought. Uh, the other thing is, yes, I have a thing on my head. Maybe I'll see if Carter can edit it and post. Uh, but no, I, I was getting headaches every day for the last few days, and so mm -hmm. I, I did an OMT session with mm -hmm. Dr. Thomas, who's here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did, did not get a headache, so that's bonus. But that's why that's there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me be here. I love podcasts. They're so much fun to do. Yeah, I'm having a blast doing this. Yeah. I started this, I don't know, early, beginning of the year, mm -hmm. and I, I love it. I just cool. having a good time. Awesome. But I like to talk to people. So, yes, so do I. <laughs> Ask my husband. He'll tell you that I will talk to just about anybody. Same here. Uh, my <laughs> wife always said he's never met a stranger. Talk right. to everybody. I love it. Right, right. So um, to get us started, uh, and, and so everyone knows, Margaret has almost 10,000 followers on Instagram, mm -hmm. and we'll put those accounts in the description so people can, can follow you from awesome. our following. Uh, and you've got t like over 22,000 on Facebook. Yes, yes. Um, what other platforms do you have? You have a blog. Yes, yeah, so I have a blog. I have my website. I have Facebook, which is definitely my most highly engaged. And I love yeah. my Facebook followers. The most of them are like really kind. You know, the few that aren't kind, well, then we weed those out. But, right. Um, you know, <laughs> we Instagram, all have those. Right. I, I'm on TikTok, but I'm so terrible at videos. So I only have a few up there. Um, I recently joined Reddit. I don't know if I'm going to like this or regret it. It can go deep on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, holes. more of it was like, how, what other ways can I promote like the, what I'm writing? Because right. like I have a blog post for doing Thanksgiving, like these are the products that you can get for stuffing or rolls or, mm -hmm. you know, and I include pictures. So it's very visual. Yeah. So I'm like, I just, because I want to be able to help people. That's right. my mission. Um, I'm also on Pinterest, but I really stink at updating that. That's going to be my goal this next year is to make sure every article has a picture on Pinterest. Yeah. I have goals. It takes me a while. We all so, do, and I, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah. You know. So those I am on Twitter still, believe it or not. But I have a few doctors that I follow on there, and that's how yeah. we stay in touch. And I am on Threads, and I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I'm not. Right. I mean, it's, it. it's more like I, I, you know, I got on Threads to like claim my name so nobody oh, else sure. could use it, kind right. of a thing. So I'm there. I don't use it a lot, but most of the time you will find me on Facebook and on Instagram. Perfect. So. Um, and what, tell me, uh, before we kind of get into your journey and mm -hmm. how this all happened, mm -hmm. uh, you know, tell me what your goal is with these platforms and yeah. kind of your mission, you know? Yeah. So actually, I'll tell you a little story. So I used to be um, the president of a su support, celiac disease support group. Oh, cool. Um, in the Flint area. And like many in-person support groups, like with the advent of the internet, mm -hmm. they fall apart. But there was this one lady who had been diagnosed with celiac disease by her gastroenterologist, and his answer was, well, I don't know much about it. Just go look it up on the internet. Which one, I swear to God, has to be malpractice. Like, <laughs> neglect something. Right. But you know, and her talking to me, she said, you know, after talking to you for the first time in my life, I have hope that I can live, eat a gluten-free diet and live a great life. Right. You know, and so that's really my goal is to offer hope to people, you know, and, um, not to be all preachy, like I, I am a Christian, and you know, there's the scripture about what Jesus came to give sight to the blind and mm -hmm. release the captives, and I'm like, that—that's kind of what I feel like. Like, you know, right. you've you've been sick, 
So I'm offering you options of you know, what you can eat and, and giving you hope that you can do this and, and educate. My degree is in elementary education, mm -hmm. so I'm a, literally a trained educator. <laughs> so I'm not teaching in the classroom, but I'm teaching people right. you know, across the world. I do have some followers in other countries, but I think this might be bots. That's <laughs> right, right. We all so, got them. Um, right. So you know, that, that's just my goal is to help people. You know, that, yeah. That's my mission. Awesome. I feel, and ironically, so Celiac Disease Awareness Day is September 13th, which is my birthday. Oh, cool. And, and I really do feel, you know, that that's kind of my mission in life is that, that I'm here to help people learn about celiac disease because there must be a reason I was born on that day. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, it's interesting. There's a piece about being in God's will, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, for uh, sure. Uh, so that's one thing I've always told people, mm -hmm. you know, especially growing up and, mm -hmm. you know, how, how do I know if I'm in God's will? Do you, are you at peace? Yeah. You know, uh, there's more to it, obviously. Right, that, right. We may not always be at peace. But no, you know, they, for you sure. You have a, like a clarity almost. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So talk to me a little bit about your journey um, because gluten-free hasn't been around for a long time. Celiac hasn't been well known for a long right, time. Right, right. Um, and talk to me kind of how you came about discovering sure. your, your celiac sure. disease and all that. Yeah, so I was in college. I went to CMU, Fire Up Chips. Um, so I was towards the end of my college journey and I had stayed done one semester in the summer or one session, summer session, cause I wasn't gonna be able to finish up everything in a regular school year. So I took some summer classes and like, there was a night that I felt I had a panic attack and I, it was really bad and like, I couldn't sleep. And I went to the doctor the next morning. There was some other family stuff going on and mm -hmm. that's what the panic attack or originated from. However, when I went to my doctor, who is technically a, a PA, who's the best doctor I've probably ever had, she's like, you know, you look really pale. Like, I just want to run some extra tests on mm -hmm. you. And so, like, she did my, you know, tested my iron levels. And she's like, they're so low, you shouldn't be able to walk right now. <laughs> she's, and, and, I, and I was tired, right. which, is a, was a, which is a symptom of undiagnosed celiac disease. But I was taking 20 credits, working 20 hours. Yeah, you're like, like, I can explain this. I just this. thought I was just exhausted. So, um you know, they did this lab work, and so like I was getting iron injections every day. Um, do not recommend, but that's what we did at the time, you know. Um, and then I went home that next summer to, to prepare for my student teaching. Mm -hmm. And my mom worked at, it's McLaren now, was Ingham Medical when okay. I was a kid. And so she had me with the gastro. She's like, oh, because her dad has celiac sprue. And I was like, dad has what? So, because he never followed the gluten-free diet when I was right. a kid, because he thought it was too hard or whatever. And that, and we don't call it celiac sprue anymore. We just don't, because that confuses it with a different sprue disease that's common in India. Right. Not related. That's a bacteria thing, or virus, or whatever, something. But um, it's not an autoimmune thing in India. But, um, so, yeah, that's how we, my mom got me tested, and that's how I found out I had celiac disease, and my dad still wasn't following the diet at the time, and so I was integral in getting him right, to do right. so. So it's kind of this thing. Need a little we, motivation. Kind of thing we bonded over. And, you know, I'd be like, hey, what new snacks does dad have in his cupboard? And when he came over, like, what new snacks does Maggie have in her cupboard? So, yeah. you know, that was my, my, and that was over 20 years ago now yeah. that I've been eating gluten free because of my celiac disease. So, and it's gotten way better, way, way, way better. Like before we were all eating rice cakes and energy bread, and it's right. so much better now. Yeah. And I think just the, the industry grew, the more people, you know, found out why they were feeling so bad mm -hmm, and all the mm -hmm. medical issues that right. they were dealing with. Because I remember, mm -hmm. um, and I've come a long way mm -hmm. in a lot of different areas, mm -hmm. um, but this will will transition a little bit into mm -hmm. holiday season. But I remember, you know, the first time I heard somebody say, oh, I'm gluten-free. Mm -hmm. I no, don't know what that means. What right. is gluten? And most people right. 20 years ago, gluten, what is, what right. are you even talking about? Right. 
Um, and there was nothing out there. You had right. to either make it or mm -hmm. you know spend a lot of money and mm -hmm. find it or whatever right. the case may be. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome where we've come. Oh, for just sure. Just as a society. Oh, for sure. Big time, huge changes. You yeah. know, like there, when I was first diagnosed, the idea of going to a gluten-free restaurant over 20 years ago was not even <laughs> no. in the, I mean, there were, there were bakeries. We've had some right. bakeries in Michigan that have been really, um, probably the, the longest standing one is, it's now called Gluten-Free Specialties. It used to be called Celiac Specialties. It's the same family that still owns it. It's a long yeah. story, but they, they've, they've been around since before I was diagnosed. They've been in business over 20 years. Really? Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. So they, they were like in Chesterfield Township and now they're in Rochester Hills and um, changed to a better size bakery right. facility, whatever. But um, yeah, just heads and tails so much. I'm like, you know, I, I still remember, I don't know, a couple of years ago when I told a mom that there was now a company making gluten-free pizza rolls and she was so excited, <laughs> you know, because like my kid's gonna be so happy. You know, and so it's one thing to just have, you know, the staples like bread and pasta, but now we've got, you know, right. all sorts of stuff. Tons you know. of stuff. And, and not just gluten-free stuff, top eight allergen stuff. You know, I used right. to help with the gluten-free kids camp and we would have kids with so many additional allergies. So I have a whole blog post of like easily 20 companies that have right. amazing products that are free from the top eight allergens. So they've come a really long way in meeting the needs of people with so serious when, health issues. Let me ask you about that. When you say top eight allergens, yep. what does that mean? Okay, so actually I should say top nine now because sesame was just added the beginning of this year. What was? Sesame. Sesame. So sesame is now I the ninth allergen. I did not even so, know that was a thing. So you've got wheat, you've got eggs, Okay. you've got dairy. Okay. Just a note, eggs are not dairy. So eggs come you're... from a chicken, dairy comes from a cow. <laughs> People get this confused. So you've got wheat, Super eggs, easy. dairy, tree nuts, peanuts, fish, shellfish, soy, and then now the ninth is sesame. Interesting. Yeah. So you provide information My, right. and lists to people so that they can find different foods, different yes. places to eat, yes. you know, restaurants or grocery yes. stores, wherever yes. the case may be. Absolutely. That's awesome. And like what I just shared two days ago is like I made a list of all of the gluten-free bakers in Michigan, what their deadlines are for ordering for Thanksgiving. You guys are on there yep. for your beautiful and I will say delicious pumpkin roll. I've some? had a piece. It is amazing. I ate um, mine yesterday. So, not um, all of it. I said right, right, I was no, going no, to. No, I mean, I just had a, I just had a slice. Like, right, I came right, here and bought right. just a slice and then went to my mom's. My mom loved it, too. Awesome. So, um, you know, and restaurants that are doing to-go orders for Thanksgiving yep. stuff, too. So that was published two days ago. So people go check that out and make your Thanksgiving so much easier. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so transitioning to holidays, because mm -hmm. I know this is, um, it can be challenging for people mm -hmm. on both sides. Right, right. So I remember, um, I think, this is 20 years ago, at mm -hmm. least. Um, and I had an aunt, an aunt that said, hey, um, you know, we're coming over for Thanksgiving or Christmas, whatever these, mm -hmm. I'm gluten-free. Mm -hmm. And I literally remember going, what? <laughs> okay, whatever. Right. Um, you know, and uh, and I, I've had this attitude mm -hmm. early on, right, which right. I have since completely changed, especially right. with a daughter that is gluten-free. Right. Right. Um, you know, I remember having this attitude, like, whatever, you'll mm -hmm. eat whatever we have, you right. know. And she stuck to it. She came over. And I feel that we offended her as right. a family because mm -hmm. we had one little thing that she could eat. So there's two sides of this. Right. There's the person that has to approach family and say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm coming over for this mm -hmm. day. You know, you invited me. Mm -hmm. I am gluten-free. How do you first handle that side of, of right. letting somebody know, hey, I, I have a different diet? Yeah, for sure. And actually, I have a blog post about all these kind of awesome. types of things to do for, for the holidays. And that's my number one thing is communication is key. And that's both on our side as the person with the dietary restriction and the other person who's preparing the meal. You know, and sometimes it may be that, you know, you know that person, you love them, but you don't 
quite honestly trust them or or the, the ability of what's in There's their that. kitchen right. like to be honest i have a really small kitchen in my house we have a right. very small house and so like cross contact with free right. floating flour is a real thing and so sometimes it may just be like i love you i want to spend time with you i'm just going to bring my own because i know you love me and i know you don't want to make me sick right so i'm just going to bring my own stuff or it's um, I love that you're doing that, like, especially we're talking about Thanksgiving, can you please not stuff the turkey because that becomes cross-contact, because if it's right. just the turkey, right. that, that's pretty simple to eat, you know, um, and, and what can I bring? Right. What can, this is what you're making, how can I best complement what you have, right. and I can make something that goes along with the meal, so that way I can have something, but also I can, I can take part in this family togetherness thing of, of yeah. helping provide a meal. Right. So, Excuse me. So I think that is, um, you know, communication is key. And, you know, and it's interesting because I will have, I've had posts where people have just, you know, talked about how families have been horrible. Or or you hear stories, people are thinking that they don't really believe you. And so they intentionally feed you gluten yes. and you get sick. So, and you know, and, and like what you said about how you changed your mind, like I get that too a lot of times. It was ignorance. And, and, and That's people, what it was. And people will say like, I thought this was nothing until my mom or until my child or right. until somebody or my fiance and then goes, and I feel really bad. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you for saying that. And then you're actually the best kind of person to be an advocate right. for those with dietary restrictions because you were a unbeliever for whatever, if you want right. to call it that way before. So, um, so yeah, for sure. And, and that have you know, and I think that's just true of all of us and anything. Yeah. You know, what you do here at the Oxford Center, people may not understand autism, or whatever, and they'll be like, right. "Yeah, whatever." And I'm like, then when you come and see the the yep. change in what you guys do here right. to help kids, you'd be like, "Wow, like that really made a difference in that child's yeah. life." And maybe I need to be more supportive of of people with disabilities, and you understand, yep. you know. So yeah. Awesome. Now, what about the other side? What can families do? Because I know. It's different for us. We have something mm -hmm. gluten free, so literally our right. whole meal is going to be gluten free. Right. No one is going to even going to notice. Right. Um, but for families that are maybe going to have somebody over, they know is gluten free, or right. that person requested, what can they do to make them feel one welcome? Mm -hmm. I think is hugely mm -hmm. important. And then what can they do to make sure that um, everything will meet the standard that is needed? Right. I think a few things come to my mind right away. Like if you're going to do like cheese and crackers, the simple thing is make sure the crackers are not on the same tray as the cheese because then you deal with cross contact with crumbs. Um, the one thing that I joke about all the time, especially like with potlucks, is touch the spoon and die. And I don't really mean like I'm going to kill anybody, but like cross contact, like if you have just had the spoon and like this regular dish of stuffing that I can't possibly eat and then you take that with crumbs and everything, right into the mashed potatoes, it's really not safe for me to eat right. those mashed potatoes anymore. And so, um, you know, and there are companies even that will have like wooden spoons that you can engrave names on. You can engrave cool. gluten-free. I know I've shared them before at my Facebook page. So like that would be the one thing about, um, you know, just making sure that you have separate utensils for everything. Got it. You know, um, and then the other thing is that flour can stay in the air for up to 48 hours. So if you're going to be doing some baking, like if you're making muffins or a pumpkin roll or, right. or pie or pie crust, whatever, if you can make those baked goods, you know, two days before right. their Thanksgiving dinner, which is good anyway, because you can't possibly bake and do all no. the things on Thanksgiving no. No, day. No, no, no. So I would definitely recommend any baking you're going to do, do at least two days ahead if you can. Right, and like that Christmas really cookies, you can right, you can right. bake those, put them in the freezer. Freeze them, absolutely. Emily does that, she'll make a whole batch of cookies, yep. put them in the freezer, and then if we want cookies, sure, we're gonna have two, three, four of them, yep. and yep. then bake them. I right, love it. Right, right. And you can, I've frozen a pumpkin roll before. Sure. I've, that I've made at home, so. Um, 
Yeah, there's lots of things. Like maybe maybe pies, custard pies aren't yeah. quite as easy to do. <laughs> and there are some really good um, frozen pie crusts out there. That yeah. could be really helpful too. It's like there's Main Pie Company. You can get those at Meyer. You get two of them for like $6, which is actually really cheap. And they're absolutely delicious. Um, they do have dairy. If you're a dairy-free person, holy, uh, holy, holy gluten-free, is that what it's called? It's holy wholesome or something. It's okay. W-H-O-L-Y. Got it. But those are gluten and dairy-free. Oh, cool. You can usually, I think, find those at Kroger. It's been a while since I bought them. They're, I think the main pie company are better, but it's got dairy and it's got butter in it. Right, so, right, right. you know. Of course. But, but you know, that could be another way to do things. Um, you know, like I mentioned my article about um, baker's deadlines. Like there's also a list of restaurants that are even doing gluten-free sides. Right. So you could order, you know, sides for four people that are all gluten-free. Oh, that's and, great. And you could do the turkey yourself. And then that way you know that it's been made in a safe atmosphere. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. there's lots of cool things you can do. Oh, for sure. Which I think is hugely important. Right, uh, right. The holidays, obviously, all of them are around family mm -hmm. and, you know, happy and end right. of the year and everything. And there's no reason to introduce right you know offending somebody or hurting somebody right right so i think it's important. And, I, and again i think for the most part most families are just like i just want to be together and they would right. feel awful if they hurt you i know that's not always right. the case <laughs> because unfortunately i have had those those awful stories on my facebook page about families that have been like right. get out of my house or whatever and i right. you know, i don't care about you because you eat different and i don't need to accommodate you which is really horrible we it shouldn't is. treat each other that way no no you know um I often joke, I was talking to my cousin, sometimes my followers say, like, you should have merchandise. I'm like, what would I even, like, just my logo? Like, nobody want. why would anybody want my logo on them? But I'm like, I've always thought about getting a cup that says, eyes on your own plate. And so you could take that to your Thanksgiving dinner right. or your Christmas dinner. And when, right. when your family starts to ask and be, like, really nasty about it, you could just show them. You eat what you eat, and right. I'll eat what I eat, and yeah. then we're good. Like, right. don't worry about what's on my plate. Worry about what's on yours. Yeah. Um, you could do the spoons, like yeah, the, like yeah. mashed potatoes, and mm -hmm. have your logo mm -hmm. on there. Mm -hmm. You could sell spoons. You could yeah. do all kinds of cool stuff. I know. Again, it's the whole organization thing. Right. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Cool. So, um, where do you plan to go, kind of from here? What What do you What are your hopes and your dreams of where this thing will go for you? Because you've my blog. You've developed a huge following. Yeah. Um, um, I will say one thing that I tried to do. I know I talked to you for those of my that are my Facebook followers. Yeah. You know that my stepdad passed recently, so mm -hmm. September and October just don't exist in my life. I get it. Um, so now, um, but what I had tried to start doing, especially this summer, was like meetups. Like so, I could go to different cities, meet with people. And again, when I want to get my followers and other people to understand, like when when I do a meetup, like yes, it's exciting. You get to meet me, but I also want you to meet other people in your area who can also be a support for you because we don't have these support groups right. anymore. And you know, and, and I, I don't know all the local places, you know, if I go to, there used to be, unfortunately it shut down, there was a totally gluten-free ice cream parlor oh, really? in Sterling Heights and they lasted like the one summer and then they, they shut down and they aren't gonna be open anymore, it's, it's gone under whatever. And so like I, I met people, but I'm like, I'm not familiar with Macomb County. Like they can tell right. me cool places to go, but I, I want them to be like, oh, like, you live near me, like, oh, you have a kid and I have a kid. That's a really right. a big one. Like people like wanting to have their kids find another gluten-free kid to hang out with because right. it can be really alienating at school if you're like the only person. Right. So I, I wanna encourage people if they do a meet up with me or something like, yes, I wanna talk to you and I'm excited to meet you, but please 
be bold enough to talk to the people that are there too. Right. And you I got was, something common. Yeah, right. And know? I was talking to Gianna about it. It would be great if we could do one here, like in an evening yep. time past your normal hours. Right. You know, and we could do meet up here and, and so they could understand what you do here as right. well and, and they could have your gluten free pizza or sandwiches, yep. whatever that you do here. Right. You have yeah. to do all kinds of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember Tammy when she um, you know, started this thing and she was gonna mm -hmm. have, you know, a commercial kitchen and food and all kinds of right, stuff. Right. She was just absolutely adamant. No. Yep. There's the, the whole building is yep. gluten free, yep. except for the employee. They have right. a, their little area. Right, right, Obviously, right. we can't right. tell them you can't. You know. Right. Um, and uh, but everything we serve, you mm -hmm. know, is is completely celiac safe. Right, right. Um, and I think that's important for it is. for a huge community of people. Right. You know, they're just trying to feel better. Right. We're just <laughs> live a good live. life. Well, and you know, like you know, we won't get into all of the side effects of when someone eats gluten because it's true, like. My symptoms aren't necessarily the same as somebody oh, else has sure. that disease, but like we deal with brain fog and we deal with, you know, upset stomach and bathroom issues and right. stuff. And like, nobody wants to go through life feeling that way. Oh. Like, and it's, you know, and, and that's one thing I tell people too, like, especially when it comes to the holidays, like have the confidence to say no. Like if someone passes right. you and like, if you're not totally comfortable, you don't have to eat it just to make somebody else comfortable. If you no. want to say no, like, you know, I, I think I'm going to pass for now. You right. Know? And if they're offended, then, then those are their feelings. They're allowed to have their feelings, but right. that doesn't mean you have to feel bad about how their reaction is. Or getting sick. Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. For sure. So what else um, What else do you have to share? You know, kind of we have a, a good platform here as far mm -hmm. as a huge community. What do you have to share for us? Give us something. Um, I will say this one thing, especially as someone who does recipes on their website, if you are hosting Thanksgiving for the first time, try your recipes first because there's nothing worse, yeah. especially when you already have these people that think that gluten-free always tastes awful, which it doesn't. Trust me. Right, no. Yeah. I, have, I, I am not a skinny girl. We'll be honest. <laughs> I am not a skinny girl. So trust me, gluten-free doesn't all awful. But if you can, practice that recipe first. And also, don't don't change the ingredients and then come back at us when the recipe doesn't work. Right. You can't be like, well, I substituted honey for the sugar and I used coconut flour instead of the all-purpose flour. Don't do that, by the way. Right. Do not, do not, do not. Coconut flour and almond flour have different absorption properties. They need right. much more liquid, much more fat than a gluten-free flour blend. Yeah. So if you do that, like if you make the change, that then it becomes your yeah, recipe. That's on you. That is your recipe. So, um, well, and baking is so, the thing right. that makes a good baker is mm -hmm. being precise. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of great cooks that can't bake for anything because right. cooking is different. My husband is one of them. My husband is one of them. Cooking is so different. You right. can throw in a, uh, throw in some garlic, throw in some right. salt. Right. right. You can't do that. And that's what no. makes a good baker mm -hmm. is being precise. Right. And following recipes is kind of important. Right. <laughs> and I would say, and this is part partially the reason I do it, is I hate doing dishes, but like having a scale, like if there's lots of recipes that will say so many grams or right. whatever. And I know we're not we use cups in the United States, whatever. But like when it's grams, that means you can weigh it on the scale, then zero it out, and like you're not using dirting all these measuring right. cups. Right. So I I like using my scale, my kitchen scale at home. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And my wife started doing that. She yeah. bakes. She's an awesome baker. Yeah. Um, and she's learned to bake gluten free, mm -hmm. and she uses the scale now because mm -hmm. that's as precise as can yep. be. And I, I, when she started baking. I always grew up, my mom, everyone does things differently. Right, my right. mom would reach into the flour bin right. with it and, you know, throw the flour in. That is not how no, you measure flour. So the right way to measure flour is you spoon the flour right. into the cup, level it off. With a knife and stuff. Right, yeah. because depending on what, how, I don't want to say how strong, but how much pressure you're putting right. when you're putting it in a bag, 
your cup of flour could be drastically different yes. than my cup of flour. So And my mom's a great baker. Yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. Not, we never had anything right. that was like, what did right. you do to this? Right. She's a great baker, but I remember it's the preciseness that, right. that Emily showed me. Right. And it's like, oh, I had no, I had no idea that was right. a thing. Right, so, right, exactly. Yeah, you learn something so, every day. You do, you do. And, then I, and I tell my followers that, like, I've been diagnosed with celiac disease for over 20 years, and I still learn new stuff all the time. I don't, I'm intentionally trying to learn new stuff. Right. I follow research and stuff, and I share a lot of that on my Facebook page. But, you know, we can't live with a mindset that we know everything, because we can't possibly know everything. You know, that we have to... I always tell people, like, I don't have all the answers, but I feel like I'm the person that knows the people, that right. knows the answers to connect that person to yeah. this person. Like, I'm, you know, I'm obviously not a gastroenterologist, but I can recommend a good one. Or, right. you know, I don't have food allergies, but I know a fantastic pediatric allergist in Ohio who is really helpful. Then if he, right. if, yes, he's in Ohio, but he, he also networks and he, right. he can help direct you to the right people. So, you know. Yeah, being connected is mm. hugely important. Mm -hmm, um, for sure. So. Well, hey, I enjoyed having you yeah, on here. Thank you I so much. Uh, I think this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And hopefully we provided some insight for I people. I so too. Um, I do have one last question. Yes. What's your favorite fully gluten-free restaurant in Michigan? Oh. Whole state. I know that's a tough one because people think we don't have them and we do. Right. Yeah. There's lots of little ones people don't realize because like, like there's Jack... It's not my favorite, but like there's Jack and Diane's in Holland that's totally gluten free and vegan, and we have a couple of restaurants like that that are yeah. that are more like there's Try It Raw in Birmingham. Their focus really is Ooh, on raw foods, good. but it's also happens to be gluten free. Um, hmm. Like I think the ones I feel like I'm gonna say something, and then I'm gonna forget all the ones that there are, and I'm gonna. I, well, totally you, this is your job. Somebody. It's your life is to go I visit know. places. So. I know. Um, like the obvious ones are True Pizza, which used to be Renee's Gourmet Pizzeria, which okay. is in Troy. That's a totally gluten-free pizzeria. They okay. have dairy-free options as well. Uh, another popular one is Papa Chops in Grand Rapids. Everything there is gluten-free, and it's like fried fried chicken sandwiches and pizza oh, awesome. and burgers. Fried and chicken French, sandwiches. Yeah, and like pizzas, burgers, you know, that sort of thing. But they yeah. also have like soup and pizza, yeah. you know, but it's not like a, definitely not a fine dining kind of place. No, what was that? Um, now you're going to make me, I'm going to, so the, 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 the great thing about my website is at the top, it will tell you, uh, it's supposed to be there, restaurant reviews. There you go. I'm trying to find my, oh, oh, I, one we went to recently was a food truck. Called, oh, cool. Called the food truck. <laughs> he, he is from the Netherlands. So it is a totally gluten-free food truck, fried yeah. fish, fried chicken, awesome. all that sorts of stuff. There's a dedicated gluten-free brewery in Grand Rapids. Right. They don't have food, but um, uh, Jessica, the owner, is awesome. So it's in Grand Rapids called Brewery Next, and it's canned. You can get uh, stuff at, they sell it at Meyer. Okay. Then there's 1923 in Auburn in Ann Arbor, okay. which is an old double-decker bus. Oh, that's cool. It is from Europe. The, the, the whole saga of them getting that from Europe over here is amazing. Right. But it's all tacos and French fries, and the owners are just like the kindest people you could ever, ever meet. So... Um, there's bread list in Detroit and a new one in Rochester Hills, which like the name says, there's no bread. It's all right. like wrapped in like, um, collard greens and that sort of stuff. And I know when my husband and I went, I'm like, we're not going to like this. <laughs> this is going to be like the worst health food ever. And we're like, 
this is really good. <laughs> like, I could come back and eat this again. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. You know, so um, those are the ones that come to mind. And the one that, and we have lots of great restaurants that have like double kitchens. Yeah. So there's Mr. Mike's That's Grill crazy. in Westland. They're yeah. awesome. The owner, ha the wife, mother has celiac disease they're great they're well loved they have like a three-page gluten-free menu they're right. awesome oh that's cool and then um anna's house is really good they have a yeah. separate cooking space for gluten-free and they do like vegan stuff and vegetarian we just got one of those in, in milford, milford. Yes. and then yes. as soon as they opened we ended up moving to howl yeah but we do have plans to go back yeah. right right because uh, we lived in milford for yes. two and a half years yes yes but so those are and my apologies to anybody that I should have said no, when I left right. off the list. I love it. Because <laughs> my brain can only hold so much information. I get it. I'm the same so, way. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. We'll close this episode out. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll definitely put uh, links to all mm -hmm. kinds of different places. Sure. Um, all of her information, her blog and whatnot. So you can subscribe to her and uh, stay up to date on what's going on in the celiac gluten-free world. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Talk Talks. Please like, share, um, and comment. Uh, if you have topics that you want us to discuss or people you want us to interview, we're more than happy to. So we'll see you guys next week.